G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There is a disturbing trend to talk about today on International Women's Day. It's a topic that we'll talk about, but many others somehow or other won't, because in a PC world, it's often the elephant in the room, and some are too scared to even raise it in public. Sometimes it's even referred to as the F-word, and not popular in the halls of feminist rhetoric and women's rights. Well, the word we'll talk about today is fertility. Why we need to talk about it is because it's one of those things that has finite limits, even with all the medical technology available. And as the facts of life go, the female body reaches its fertility peak in the early to mid-20s and starts to nosedive at 35. The pro-life organisation Emily's Voice is engaging with this issue on International Women's Day. Marketing Manager Jeanette Harris is joining us to talk through these issues of what is called a fertility window. Jeanette, a special welcome along to 2020. Hi Neil, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Jeanette, you have your own story to tell, starting having children in your early 30s. What can you share with us about this type of topic, a fertility window, and your own insight? Well, um, I guess I was born in the early 70s, and I was one of those children really coming out of the, I think, the 50s and 60s, that that, uh, revolution where we were really encouraged in education and to reach for the sky and um, to do whatever we could to get our career. So so that's what I did. I worked really hard in school, uh, came out the other side with good grades, went off to university, and my mind really wasn't at all uh, in, in the headspace for, for settling down, thinking about marriage or, or having children. So... Um, I, w- I went about having having my career and climbing the corporate ladder, uh, of course, completely unaware that your uh, prime fertility window is during your 20s. So uh, when I when I met my husband at, at uh, 29, uh, we had we thought, well, we don't want to have children straight away, so we'll you know keep going on our careers and everything. And then when we did decide to uh, settle down and have children a couple of years later it actually didn't happen when we thought it was going to happen we just thought that you know you'd start trying and then you know boom you would fall pregnant and that family plan would come out and of, and of course it didn't so it actually took us two years to conceive our our first uh, our first child um and then it was five years with the second one and another two years with the, with the two and a half years actually with the, with the next one. So not only did we have a case of initial, uh, infertility, but we actually had what they call secondary infertility as well, which is a really hard thing to go through. 
And you can only share wisdom on this topic if you've been there as you have, as you share that girls, women, encourage strongly to have an education and get a career. But this idea of a fertility window either isn't coming up or is being denied in some way to girls and women? Is it just because it's not in the public discourse, the media are not talking about it, people don't elevate this to any level of importance? What are your thoughts here, Jeanette? I think my personal thoughts would be that, uh, and my experience has been, that at the moment we don't have to, we don't know how to balance the two things together it's almost like there's a fight going on in society if you talk about family um that that means that that's against career and if you talk about career then you can't have career and family together and it's really messing with young women's minds and it really had that exact same effect on me because when it got to the point of actually wanting to have a family, I could not figure out how I was going to juggle both things. And of course, at that point, it was that much harder. Let's talk some uh, some facts and figures here, because when we talk about a woman's fertility at its peak during her 20s, give us a little bit of uh, facts and figures around that. And what is it that we ought to understand if you're wanting to get the right context and how you might plan your career and family? Well, the challenge is that the, your, your prime fertility window is during your 20s. So your body is saying, create new life. You know, that's how we are designed to be. But society is saying, go out and study, establish your career, you know, save your money. Um, and so what, what we're actually finding from our perspective at Emily's Voice is that 96% of all abortions, because I'm going to throw that word in there, actually happen for psychosocial reasons. So what we're seeing is that because family... Um, and, and even discussion about committed relationships isn't happening during school time and it may not even be being discussed at home by the time that women get into their their 20s their mindset is actually in career mode often and so they're not ready to settle down and they don't feel ready but actually their body is fully is fully ready so we're also seeing the average age of marriage be uh, 30 for a woman and 32 for a man. So all those numbers are really lining up to, to say that that women are uh, and men are committing to a long-term relationship or marriage much later. And it's at that point when their body, talk is, body clock is ticking um, that that they decide to start, you know, going for a family and going for it now, really, you know, really urgently. It's all right to talk about that word abortion because I mentioned in the introduction that uh, your organization is in fact a pro-life organization. Emily's voice is pro-life and a lot of people think that people who are on the pro-life side of things are militant and angry about this issue of abortion. But what you've got here is a very proactive, uh, insightful and very encouraging way to be able to nurture girls into the idea of career and family by understanding more deeply this idea of a fertility window. Is that a good pro-life approach? Well, we think it's 
we think what we do is, is great. And we, are con- we constantly have people coming up to us saying, I love what you're, what you're all doing at, at Emily's Voice because we're encouraging Australians to fall in love with the unborn. And there are extremely common arguments that people give when they're going in, when they're going in for an abortion. Um, and the other thing to say is that actually 70% of women, 70% of the 70,000 per year, actually don't want to go and have an abortion if just one person encouraged them. So it's almost like their, their minds and their bodies actually want to have the baby, but their circumstances are telling them and, and society is endorsing not to go ahead with it. So that's what, yeah, that's what we're finding. You have education and career, marriage and family. The average age of marriage has been creeping up over the years. Uh, that has a big effect as well, doesn't it? Because if people don't assume that marrying age is uh, early 20s, they might go for the uh, current sort of statistics that show it's sort of early 30s. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the way that marriage age has crept up over the years? I think it all, it all goes hand in hand with the, with the rise of feminism um, and the pushes on, on women today to, who are told that they can, that they can have it all. And a very wise lady once said to me, we can have it all, just not at the same time. Um, so I think there's this societal push for, for uh, girls to, to get that career in because they think that they're going to miss out. And actually what family does bring you, and I'm sure you've found it yourself, Neil, but I certainly have through having now three children, is that you learn so much about about human life, about family, how to influence, how to negotiate through having a family, um, that, that by the time you come back into the workforce, you have actually got so much more to, to, go, to give and you haven't lost out on that, on that fertility window. And, and consequently, you're not also uh, you know, forced to consider options down the line like IVF and those kind of things, which can be extremely, extremely painful for women too. So... So there's that managing of uh, of life at both at both ends of the spectrum, and all those pieces have not been put together. So we're really um, we're really quite excited about the message that we're delivering on this International Women's Day. You have three children. Uh, my wife and I have four, and uh, I completely agree with you. The getting of wisdom that comes from having children uh, is something that is in itself hugely valuable for the way that you actually approach uh, so many different life issues. Another big factor here is the IVF industry. Let me call it an industry because uh, there is this industry that's emerged because women have been waiting longer and the fertility window has been getting smaller and smaller as those years go on. Uh, what are your thoughts for the emergence in the growth too of, uh, of IVF babies born in Australia and how that sort of correlates with the way that women are seeing this fertility window? Well, it all completely correlates because uh, if, 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 if women, if, if couples are waiting later, that fertility window is shutting. We know that fertility drops off a cliff from 30, 35, and even at 40, your fertility is half of what it was. It's about 7% of what it was when, when you were 30. So you are, you are constantly, um, you know, work, working against, 
the, you know, the, the natural order of what, your, of what your body is supposed to be. And society kind of says, well, that doesn't matter because you've got IBS, which is available. But also what I think people don't realise is while the solution is out there, the success rates of IBS actually decrease as you get older as well. As you get older uh, as, as a woman, as a man, and also the age of the, your eggs as well. I mean, women are actually born with all the eggs that they will ever need in their entire lifetime, but they do age as you, as you grow older. So we really need to be educating our, our kids in, in this, you know, during sex education, if you like. I'm pretty sure it doesn't even exist in sex education right now, um, or health education as, as they're coming through. But we need to, we need to educate our girls that the you know the prime time to have a family, if that's what they choose to do. Not everybody wants to to do that. Is during is between the the twenty and thirty age range, so that they don't end up in these um, you know psychological dilemmas of what, well what do, what do I do now if I have an unplanned pregnancy, or what do I do if actually I can't fall pregnant. It's not easy, and as you say, Jeanette, if you get things into context, if you recognise those things that don't change, like a woman's fertility window, uh, then you can incorporate that into the planning of your life. And when you do that, uh, you actually solve so many issues of heartache and challenge that you might have otherwise if you try to push that window a little too far. Let me point people to Emily's Voice website, emilysvoice.com and uh, no doubt Jeanette today you'll have some uh, details some resource uh, some articles on there that women may be able to access to just uh, crystallize some of these thoughts that you've been sharing today significant thoughts uh, from marketing manager at Emily's Voice Jeanette Harris who has her own story to tell let me give you that website it's emilysvoice.com And Jeanette, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been a pleasure to be here. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.